Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you for being an integral part of that conversation. Welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. So happy to have you with us. Here as I serve as your concierge for conversation, we are live and local to make sure that we capture your voice and the issues that affect you and me every day here in the Central Valley of the state of California. So thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, just a reminder, our purpose here is to be able to unpack those issues together in rational and reasonable and respectful ways here on the Mike Douglas Show. And again, I thank you so much for being part of that conversation. Well, it is Tuesday, and Tuesday is when we uh, check where we are in terms of the tiered system uh, regarding COVID-19 from the state. And uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, we're still in the red tier, uh, so is San Joaquin County. Uh, second half of the show today, though, we're going to talk about two surprising counties that have moved up to uh, the rarefied air of the yellow minimal level. And if you haven't heard about that, you'll want to hang on and listen as we talk about it. Right now, though, we're going to take a, a look, a, a focus at Stanislaus County and uh, how, and that's uh, where our uh, clandestine studio is during the COVID-19 uh, restrictions and such. And so we're going to talk about Stanislaus County and our guest who will help us do that is the chair of the Board of Supervisors for Stanislaus County, Vito Chiesa. Welcome to the Mike Douglas, Douglas Show. Thanks for taking time to be with us today. Hey, Mike, thanks for uh, having me, and thanks for doing local programming. It's great. Oh, thank you, and uh, I'll tell you, it, it's a privilege and something that's been needed for a long time. So uh, thank you uh, for that affirmation. So we've been in one phase of restrictions or another for, what, about 14 months now. And, of course, uh, Chairman, that, that's had a deleterious effect upon businesses and, and jobs and the economy. Uh, can you give us uh, maybe, maybe a, a state of the state right now as far <laughs> as how you see business doing in the county? and some ways that uh, they may be helped in the near future. Well, thank you very much. And I, I know you, you can't start without talking about the, the last year and how it's had a profound effect on just about everyone in this county, whether you own a business, whether you've been touched, whether you had a death in the family, and, uh, you know, the unemployment's gone to the roof, and it just hasn't been good. And my, my concern generally continues to be the yo-yo effect, where we have a surge, we close down, we, you know, we start opening back up, and then we close down again. And I'm, I'm hoping we're through that. It seems that the uptake on vaccines seems to, seems to be going pretty good. I think it's getting more challenging, but the first 50% uh, went along pretty, pretty well. And so, but it has been a tough time for business, no doubt about it. And we've seen some businesses go out. Uh, Stanislaus County, we invested about $50 million of the original CARES Act funding. It was coronavirus relief funds and went to direct support of the community. About $18 million went directly to businesses because we understood the importance of trying to keep people afloat through this difficult time. And I know the 
federal government, state government have been running programs also like the pay, pay worker protection. Uh, there's been uh, CRF funds for agriculture. Uh, and so there have been things available. But if anyone's listening today, if you are a business owner, uh, the absolute best place to start is our uh, Stanislaus County Workforce Development Department. And you can get them. I think the website is www.stanworkforce.com. And, and they've been a tremendous, wonderful resource all through this pandemic. When we stood up our our economic uh, business relief program, it is amazing how quickly they did it and how fast they got the money back in the community. And, and things like the RAD card, I'm sure you've heard of the RAD card, where you could double your spending in, in downtowns, both in most of the communities as well as the unincorporated area. And all of that has gone through workforce development. They have the knowledge of where you can access monies through the federal government, where you would fit in state, and where you would fit in at, under the county or even a city program. So uh, stanworkforce.com is the website, and you can also dial 211 on your phone, and they will eventually get you to Stan Workforce also. Yeah, Chairman Kiesa, I'm I'm looking at that right now. Uh, Really easy to navigate. There's a section there on resources uh, for businesses and workers. If you're looking for a new job or if you're on the other end of that, if you're looking to hire, which is always good news, music to everyone's uh, uh, ears as well, and even uh, summer youth and and, uh, hiring uh, in, in some other areas as well. So, again, uh, take a look at that, stanworkforce.com. So uh, as you've looked at some of these uh, programs and dollars, uh, how, how have you seen uh, the county benefiting? Any, any particular areas that you think were really hard hit that are now maybe benefiting from uh, these initiatives? Yeah, you can tell the uh, people that applied for our relief funds, restaurants were top of the list, a lot of personal care uh, you can imagine nail salons, hair salons, uh, you know, barber shops, people that have that normally would have uh, contact, you know, physical contact, and they were just, you know, they've been devastated. And so uh, I would tell you the lion's share of our money went into those areas, and it was, it's pretty amazing. Even the cities have ran their own programs with their CARES Act funding, business relief programs, which has been, I think, it's been a, really a lifeline not just with the federal government, but we were able to get the money out literally within 60 days and after the pandemic really took a toll. So I, I, I think downtown Modesto is where our office is, and I see a lot of that, and I'm in Turlock a lot. That's my district. And I'm starting to see some normalcy and, and the fact that people can get out together, take their masks off while sitting outside, you know, I think people are craving for human interaction. Uh, I know I am. So I'm sitting here locked in my office right now talking to you, and normally I'd be down at the studio, right? And yeah. and we would be having a conversation on lots of topics. So, but I, I think it's it's been a big help, and I'm I'm starting to see uh, some hope, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you mentioned uh, restaurants a couple of minutes ago, and that's really heartbreaking when we see restaurants close after a while. Uh, and, and I know too recently, is it St. Stan's, uh, the, the microbrewery there that at, in Modesto? Yeah. And I think uh, um, Shangri-La 
a Chinese restaurant. Anyway, the point being that it it is so hard. It's, it's not easy in the food industry anyway, right? But when you have what you call the yo-yo effect, where they don't know if they can keep the employees there or not, and when they can bring them back, uh, I, I believe there's there are some funds, federal funds, being made available. But I think one of the problems there, uh, Supervisor, is that the damage has been done for a lot of restaurants, and I just feel so badly uh, for them and the fact that, you know, some of them may be beyond money helping at this point. Uh, That probably is the case in some instances. I I was talking with uh, Joe Terena out at the fruit yard, and he's having difficulty hiring people. And, you know, there's a whole host of reasons why that might be. I've heard uh, the supermarkets, Save Mart, uh, O'Brien's have told me the same thing. Very difficult to hire folks. And I don't, I don't really understand it. You know, some people say that the unemployment insurance is too high with the bump. And some people say people are getting used to staying at home with their children. They can work from home. They found other jobs. But it's it's difficult two ways. Not only are they the restaurants and these folks feeling the pressure of a, a lack of revenue coming in, but then when now that the revenue is coming back to normal, they can't find enough people to hire to make up for that lost revenue. So I think it's it's been kind of a double-edged sword from what I can see, and we all have to be cognizant of that when the the next funding comes around. There's the American Recovery Plan that uh, President Biden had signed, the one point eight trillion dollar plan there's money for lots of programs there lots of programming and we need to be cognizant of these folks who have been the most hurt yeah in just a few moments uh, let, let's uh, expand on that the american rescue plans and such uh, and thank you it's, it's the other side of the coin with restaurants and uh, that some can't just that they can't find people uh, who are willing to work there to, to fill the job openings in fact i think uh, was it up in Sacramento? Uh, a couple of restaurants offering hiring bonuses. It sounded like the NFL or something. They were offering hiring bonuses between, uh, I don't know, $1,000 to $2,500 uh, for uh, the expertise in the kitchen. So interesting other side of the coin. Thanks for bringing that up. We'll talk more with uh, Stanislaus County Chairman of the Board. Chairman of the Board of Supervisors, Vito Chiesa, will continue our conversation with him in about three or four. The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 burst traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Grass fire in Stockton, southbound 99 on the westbound connection. Four crews are on scene dealing with that uh, small blaze. It's not terrible, but it is causing a bit of a delay for you. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, delayed from Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. Radio is partnering with Global Citizen for Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. You'll see performances from Jennifer Lopez, Eddie Vedder, Foo Fighters, Jay Balvin, and me, her. I'm Selena Gomez, and I'll be your host, along with some very special surprise guests. Global Citizen's Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. Tune in to find out how you can win free tickets to the biggest sporting events in America this Saturday at 8 p.m. 
Watch on ABC, CBS, and YouTube. And listen on iHeartRadio. This report is sponsored by the Joe Podcast. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton Podcast, radio app, and Apple Podcast. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, and culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you a Central Valley business owner? We help you learn the tips to make your business more successful. We give you the answers to your most pressing questions. Join us for Mind Your Business every Sunday morning at 9 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Last year has been a challenging year for all moms, so to celebrate and to support mom this year, Yonitz Jewelers in Turlock is ready to make this Mother's Day extra special as we celebrate our 25th anniversary at our Turlock location. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 9th, and Yonitz has the finest selection of jewelry in the area just for her. Stop in and see Yonitz's large selection of loose, genuine, natural diamonds, rings, pendants, and earrings. To celebrate our 25th anniversary, we're giving away quarter-carat diamond stud earrings with every purchase of $2,500 or more, a nearly 400 Plus, with every purchase, you'll be entered to win a 14-carat gold, 2.5-carat weight diamond bracelet. Winner is announced Saturday, May 8th. Need not be present to win. Enjoy 0% financing for 18 months. Always get Yonin's lifetime warranty on every purchase, including sizing, cleaning, and inspection. Open seven days a week, including Mother's Day, Yonin's Jewelers, 2485 Deer Road in Turlock. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A room carnival. Step right up, folks. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Look! Only pay for what you need. Panera favorites are hot and ready to serve for dinner. Taste our creamy mac and cheese served in a crispy bread bowl. Classic bacon turkey bravo featuring our signature sauce. How about our new mouth-watering chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza? These and other favorites are waiting for you. Order dinner tonight for delivery or pickup. Only at Panera. Availability and pricing may vary. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton Podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, and culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen, we're a podcast. Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And the conversation continues here on the Mike Douglas Show as we look at uh, the state of the county in Stanislaus County. Our special guest today is the chairman of the Board of Supervisors, Vito Chiesa, and we're visiting with him regarding... uh, the response, the, the reactions, the realities that we have had to just about 14 months now of varying degrees of, of restrictions. And uh, I would say, Mr. Chairman, that uh, we're, we're happy to be in the red tier, but man, it would be nice to see that little light at the end of the tunnel they're talking about, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. orange, then yellow, right? Well, orange, I, then I think yellow. As, as long as the uh, the transmission rate continues to come down, I, I still am feeling better and better every day about the 
you know, the June 15th deadline uh, that the governor had originally set. I think when you look in, at the, the U.S. as a whole, Dr. Wei Champion, Dr. V, as she's affectionately known, our public health officer, she's been more cautious because, again, she the, there's, a, I would say, expanded transmission in other states, especially in the, the northern end up in Michigan and Minnesota. And it typically started from east and came west. So we're still being cautious. Uh, but, again, I have great hope that things will open up around June 15th and the governor won't won't backtrack on it. Yeah, it is. It's almost like thinking about a utopia. <laughs> it's been, uh, I know it's only been 14 months, but it seems like an eternity uh, since we've just had some of the things, you know, that we took for granted to be able uh, to be able to do. We were talking about uh, uh, federal money and, and uh, money that uh, the county had a- allocated. Let's talk. Much has been made of this latest uh, bill uh, from President Biden on infrastructure. And, of course, a lot of debate. We're not going to debate that now, but a lot of debate about how much uh, of that actually goes to what we traditionally know as infrastructure. Looking at uh, the county as a whole, uh, Supervisor, what do you think about our, our existing infrastructure? And what would you like to see happen short term and long term to benefit the residents of the county? So the, you know, I. I I always have mixed feelings about, you know, when the federal government or state government sends a bunch of money out. Uh, but I can tell you that our taxpayers are paying taxes, and for many years we haven't gotten our fair share. So if there's money available, I'm I'm of the, uh, the mindset that we continue to fight for our fair share. In the ARP, ARPA funding, there's about $106 million coming to Stanislaus County. The, the county itself, there's but about 435 million total between the 26 school districts, the nine cities and the county. So there's a lot of money coming and there's going to be a great discussion about infrastructure, just what you're talking about. And, but infrastructure means a lot of things to a lot of people Uh, for, you know, myself, I was a big advocate for measure L our local sales tax measure. So we have local match money. And I think there's going to be a lot of infrastructure money, traditional, broadband might be included in it, but I think that there's a lot of utility with that. But bridges, roads, repaving, people see infrastructure. If you ask me, like, what are the five biggest complaints I get? The top two are typically uh, the roads, the condition of the roads, especially out in the unincorporated areas. And the uh, homelessness is another issue that rises to the top. And right now it's, it's all things COVID. But uh, so we're trying to do our best, but between Major L, uh, the SB1 funds, uh, the and and what is going to come out of the federal government in some way, shape, or form, uh, because roadways have been so dilapidated, they've been so um, you know we're we're typically at risk out in the unincorporated area. We have lots of lawsuits because of roads that are in disrepair, and and we're making a, a real concerted effort to to deal with that. And it is our second biggest liability, and sometimes it's our first biggest liability as a county, even beyond the sheriff's department and the jails and things that you would think traditionally have more liability. So, uh, you know, it's it's like a high priority for us. Uh, we're continually building bridges. If you Seventh Street Bridge is going to start year after next, but we're building the Oakdale, I mean Waterford Hickman Bridge right now. We just finished the Santa Fe Bridge. 
Uh, we've got about four or five other ones going on. So infrastructure in its traditional sense is definitely a high, high priority for us. Well, and I just want to let you know personally, and I'll just interject this here very quickly. I, I live in the unincorporated uh, area, one of the unincorporated areas of the, of the county. And uh, for, oh, I'm probably 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, as uh, there was development in our area, uh, the big trucks that came in to build other houses busted up all the curbs uh, on my street, on, on my property, actually. And uh, we, we just kind of let it go. And, and about a week or two ago, uh, I saw your county trucks out there and they were doing a slurry seal. And they did a beautiful job of curb line. And uh, I, I thought, thank you for that. Uh, I don't know what program that was a part of, but it's nice to see it's nice to see things happening because in these or, uh, incorporated areas, uh, there are a lot of potholes. There are a lot of issues. And thank you for bringing up the lawsuits, because I think that's something we don't normally think about. There's, uh, again, another side of that coin where if you can't maintain the infrastructure, it costs you more on the on the other end of it, doesn't it? <laughs> The single biggest investment we have as a county is our road, roadways and our bridges. We've got 1,500 miles of roads, and may, with, with the Major L funding, which is the local half-cent sales tax, we're expected to touch every road three times over the 25-year life of Major L, which is something that was a, literally a pipe dream. I, I hate to say it, but uh, gas tax was a declining revenue, and again, uh, nobody wants to pay taxes, but if you're taxed locally and it's spent locally and you see your roads getting done, you see more police officers on, you know, on the street or whatever the things are that when you pass it, your parks are in better shape. Uh, people are generally okay as long as they can see the money. And, of course, I can't. Uh, what's good about city councils and board of supervisors, we're not in Sacramento. We're not in D.C. hiding from folks. They, you, know, you can find me any time in my district. Uh, at the grocery store, you can find me just about anywhere. So, you can't you can't run and hide. <laughs> Absolutely, Chairman of the Board, uh, Stanislaus County Board of Supervisors, Vito Chiesa. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Mike Douglas Show. Appreciate your information, and we'll look forward to talking with you down the line a little bit. Thanks for visiting thank with you. us today. Yeah, thank you again for having me anytime. And uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the rest of your show right now. Listen. All right. Thanks so much. Again, our guest today has been uh, Vito Chiesa. He is the chairman of the Board of Supervisors for Stanislaus County, talking about roads and and uh, some of the monies that have come in. Uh, again, the, the wonderful website to take advantage of, stanworkforce.com. That's stanworkforce.com. Coming up uh, just in about five or six minutes, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a surprise to counties that moved into the yellow tier. If you haven't heard, you may be surprised at who they are. I was uh, as compared to us in Stanislaus County and San Joaquin County. We'll talk about that and uh, maybe talk about Jeopardy, too. I got something to say about that on the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. If your basement smells like mildew, it could be coming from the last place you'd expect, your gutters. That's right. Clogged gutters cause rainwater to overflow and seep right into your foundation. 
Now I'm smelling costly repairs. Lease Filter, America's number one gutter guard, is a one-time investment that keeps debris out and comes with a lifetime transferable warranty. So schedule your free estimate now. Call 844-300-LEAF. That's 844-300-LEAF. Or visit tryleaffilter.com and keep gutters clean for good. Power Talk 1360 Burst Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Tika stop and go today, Main Street to 99, while South 99 leaving 120. That's slow all the way to Main Street and Ripon. Your North 5 ride in Lathrop tied up from Manthe Road all the way to French Camp. Any minor crash in Stockton, South 5 after 8 Mile Road, it's in the center divide. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Gary. How are things? Things are great, but I crushed my mortgage payment with owning without even leaving my couch. I got a no-closing-cost refi at a great low rate in three weeks. It was easy. No must, no fuss. Be like Gary. Call Owning at 855-5-OWNING and crush your mortgage payment with today's 15-year fixed refi at 1.99% rate at APR with no closing costs. None. Zero. Even if you've refinanced recently, call 855-5-OWNING and let us crush your monthly payment even more. That's 855-5-OWNING or log on to owning.com. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Call 823-852-6464 for terms and conditions. You can crush it, too, with a 15-year fixed 1.99% rate in APR with absolutely no closing cost. It was meant to be a rehabilitation center. Anna Wakey has come to represent the tip of an iceberg of discovery into the abuse of children. But really, it was a breeding ground for abuse. By the brochures, I thought I was going to a camp. I didn't realize I was going to be locked up. Thousands of patients passed through its doors, many leaving worse than when they arrived. Everybody knew and everybody kept their mouth shut. Listen to Camp Hell, Anna Wakey, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. If dogs have four legs, do they have to? Watch. Canines on the Move give them a new leash on life by exercising them when you can. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150 for a free consultation. Because a walk a day keeps the bed away. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. I am so excited to launch my first podcast, Luna Talks with Anna Paulina on the Gingrich 360 Network. But let me warn you, this is not a podcast for the faint of heart or easily offended. This is a podcast for those who want to learn, to engage, to be inspired. And perhaps most importantly, for those who still believe in the audacious idea known as the American dream. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to Luna Talks with Anna Paulina every Friday on iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunny skies all day, lows in the 90s today with clear skies overnight. We'll see lows in the mid-50s. And then sunny again tomorrow, mid-90s tomorrow, so it gets hotter. Father, preacher, 
friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And again, thank you so much for being part of the conversation live and local here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you here Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. One of my favorite parts of the day. I got my coffee cup filled here, and it's just a privilege to be able to chat with you and discuss these things and share our thoughts about a lot of these compelling issues that uh, face us and sometimes even assault us on a regular basis here in uh, the Central Valley of California. And our thanks to, uh, again, the chairman of the Board of Supervisors in Stanislaus County, uh, Chairman Vito Chiesa, for uh, visiting with us today. What do you think? Uh, we, we talked about uh, quite a few things there, and, and he noted that two of the hot topics that he often gets uh, uh, confronted with or that, that are brought up in discussions with the citizenry are roads and homelessness. And we talked about the stanworkforce.com, the money, uh, federal money, and where local money has gone, economic, uh, economic development, jobs, et cetera. What do you think, uh, if, if, if you're in Stanislaus County or wherever you are, whatever county uh, you're in, do you feel the, the dollars are being spent in the way you would like them to be spent? And uh, if not, do you have some thoughts about how they should be spent in whatever county you may be in at the moment? Our number here will open up the phones now, area code 209-551-3483. That's area code 209 209- Five five one three four eight three. Again, as you look at uh, the dollars being spent in your county, whether it's uh, Stanislaus or whether it's uh, San Joaquin County, Merced, wherever our signal goes, how do you feel about uh, where dollars have been being spent, and how would you like them to be spent? Uh, dollars that uh, that may be coming in the future. Well, every Tuesday, you know what Tuesday is. It's the day that the state gives us the new lineup on who's where in the colored tiers system, which uh, Governor Newsom tells us may be going away around June 15. So let's take a look at where we are again today, Tuesday. That's the day the state puts out the new stats and the new standings. So, uh, again, in the purple penalty box, the widespread box, the widespread tier, nobody uh, there anymore. And it's been, I think, a couple of weeks since anyone has been in the purple tier. There are 12 of us. And I, you may say, well, what do you mean by us, Mike? Well, let's Stanislaus County, San Joaquin County. There are 12 of us in the red substantial tier. And uh, if you're interested, l- let me just run those by you real quick. Del Norte, Shasta, Tehama, Yuba, Nevada County, Placer, Sacramento, Solano, uh, San Joaquin, Stanislaus, Merced, and Madera are all still in the red substantial tier. By the way, that uh, amounts to uh, almost 12% of the population here in California. In the orange, the moderate tier, there are currently 39 counties. That's about a little over 60% of our population now is in the orange moderate level. And there are now seven in the rarefied air of that yellow minimal level. 
which still has uh, some serious restrictions, but uh, that's about about 20, about 28 percent of the population of California now in the uh, yellow minimal level. Well, uh, previously, Trinity, Lassen, uh, Mendocino, Sierra, Alpine. Of course, Alpine has been in that yellow level for quite a while. Do you know who just ascended into the yellow level this week? It may, it surprised me. Maybe it doesn't surprise you. San Francisco County, Los Angeles County. I'm looking at all... (laughs) All the issues that both of those counties have, I'm looking at Stanislaus County, which has done a pretty good job responding to all of this. And I'm thinking, is is wrong? Uh, I don't know how these calculations add in terms of the common sense factor, but they must. The formulas that they have up in Sacramento must be right. And this is not an envy thing. I'm just surprised that our counties within the uh, the footprint of our radio signal here are way behind a lot of other counties like San Francisco and, and L.A. County. Uh, just Just looking at the map right now, basically all of Southern California, and actually, if you want to move that up a little bit, let, let's take uh, Monterey, uh, Fresno County, Tulare, Inyo County, kind of draw a line there. Uh, everything below that is is in the orange tier, the uh, moderate tier, except for L.A. County that's now in the uh, yellow minimal tier. And then if you go up the coast, uh, most of the Bay Area is in the orange level as well, except San Francisco now in uh, in the yellow level, as uh, is uh, Mendocino County, as I mentioned before, Trinity, Lassen, Plumas, and Alpine as well. Are you surprised at that? Uh, I was, and I'm still somewhat befuddled about how all the calculations work. I've spent quite a bit of time with this, and, and, and still I'm, I'm befuddled a bit by how the calc. And it seems like as we go on, the calculations get more, uh, get, get, get expanded, get deeper, more, more complex. But anyway, there we go. That's uh, the status. And uh, again, I don't know if you were surprised at all. Uh, surprised me a bit to see uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles County again in in that yellow level, which is as far as you can go right now. You will open the phone lines at 209-551-3483. How's your county doing? Would you you like to see more improvement made in certain areas of your county as federal and state funding becomes available? We'll take your thoughts on that at 209-551-3483. want to play just, uh, talking about Stanislaus County, want to play just very quickly two comments from uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. V, as uh, she is known, uh, for those that have a little bit of uh, difficulty pronouncing her last name. That's probably me included. Uh, Dr. Julie 
uh, Washington, and uh, she had an online town hall uh, meeting last week, and she was uh, asked if she had any predictions about Stanislaus County moving up to the orange tier. I'm going to play that because it's apropos today as we look at L.A. County and San Francisco moving up to the yellow tier. Let's uh, we're, we're just wishing to move up to the orange tier at this point. Here are her thoughts on that subject. You know, I get asked to predict uh, what's going to happen in the future a lot, and it's really very difficult to do. So um, our case rate right now is really very decreasing, and it decreases very slowly. <laughs> um, so if we continued on the same decrease, I would think we would get to the orange tier in three to four weeks. That's about the rate at which we're decreasing. However, if we do see an increase in cases, which we may, um, then we probably won't get to the orange tier because I believe that will happen if it's going to happen, you know, before three to four weeks is up. So um, it's really, I, I really can't say, uh, you know, we're going to just have to wait and see how this goes. All right. So from the expert, as far as Stanislaus County is concerned, uh, being that last week she was saying three or four weeks, maybe two or three weeks uh, before we know. That's uh, that's very interesting. And uh, she was also asked about doc, uh, about uh, Governor Newsom talking about doing away with the uh, tiered system. What will that look like? What criteria will we have to meet? And this was her comment about that June 15 milestone. We do not yet know what the new criteria or structure are. Um, I do know that the state is working on that. Um, to date, as I hope everybody knows, all the guidance has come from the state. Um, and so it's really up to them to define what they're going to do. We don't have that flexibility at the lower uh, uh, level as the local level right now. So um, we're waiting to see what they're doing. I do know they're working on it very hard. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, but I think the biggest criteria that's really being looked at is hospitalizations, because as we know, a lot of this has been about maintaining our healthcare system um, and ma- making sure that hospital beds are available when people need them, whether it's for a COVID need or not. And so looking at the hospitalizations at that time when we get into June, seeing how it's going, um, and then uh, I think the decisions will be easier then. And so they're, they're stuck trying to predict the future a bit, um, what it's going to look like June 15. So I think it's, we're going to have to wait and see. I do know that makes it very difficult to plan. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. And, uh, and again, we, we understand as far as the counties are concerned that the, uh, the, these counties are really at the mercy of the state. Uh, the state gives them uh, the restrictive parameters that the counties have to abide by. Now, counties can be more restrictive, but they cannot be less restrictive than what the state says. And, of course, the question now is, on June 15, what is that going to look like? We really haven't gotten any hints from uh, the state of California, from, uh, from Sacramento. So uh, it, it, it really, I, uh, and I understand what she's saying, very hard to predict. And for those of you who may own businesses and such, why you, you're, you're facing a tough go because you just don't know. How do you plan for employees? How do you plan for your budgeting? 
how, how do you plan for long-term uh, looks at how you want to grow your business? Tough call right now in the state of California. Our number here again, 209-551-3483. One of the issues that may play into all of this as places like Central County, L.A. County move up are the percentages of vaccinations. Now, at Stanislaus County, we're about 19, 20% of the uh, county population vaccinated. Uh, San Francisco showing about a little over 43%. And Los Angeles County, 32%. And San Joaquin County up at uh, almost 24%. What do you think the difference is? <clears throat> why, why are why are there's why the difference between all of these? Why are we in Stanislaus County at 19%, maybe 20%, while others uh, up in the 30s, uh, I don't, 43% for San Francisco? What do you, why is that? Area code 209-551-3483. We'll take your opinions on that in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360. KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 first traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Southbound 99 Manteca, slow, leaving 120 for Main Street in Ripon today. And North 5 in Lathrop, tied up from 120 to Lathrop Road. You get a break after that before it slows down in Stockton, northbound 5. Matthews Road all the way to 8th Street. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, and culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton podcast, listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Whether you're working full-time, running errands, or at home with all the kids, Canines on the Move is here to help give your pets the attention they deserve. Exercising our animals promotes weight control, digestive health, and alleviates destructive behavior and hyperactivity. When your schedule is packed, call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. That's 209-226-1150 because a walk a day keeps the vet away. Canelo Alvarez is the champion in his prime. Witness Canelo, the pound-for-pound king, face the fearless. I think we need to get right into this conversation with Canelo's next opponent. That's Billy Joe Saunders. Can Billy Joe Saunders defeat Canelo? Canelo versus the undefeated Saunders. Super middleweight unification fight, May 8th, live on DAZN. Download the DAZN app. There's no plan around I'm going to go there, get the job done, and come on. That's simple. How certain are you about the future uh, with inflation, taxes, $3 trillion infrastructure plan, affect interest rates, and the economy? Tom Sullivan here for the local company I trust to take care of you. First, California funding. It's true rates are rising, but with rates still in the twos, it may make sense to look at First California Funding Streamline Cash Out Reply. This is a fast process that much of the time doesn't even require an appraisal. Use the cash for a home project for simple peace of mind and skip two mortgage payments in the process. Home equity is at 
up the phone, I guarantee you, you'll have an informative discussion with someone who really cares and knows their business. No selling. Veterans, you can still purchase with zero down, 100% financing, serving California for over 20 years. Make the five-minute call today, 916-989-6222, or start the process in seconds at fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real estate broker license number 01069872. NMLS number 2824.58. Equal housing lender. Hey there, it's Buck Sexton, host of the Buck Sexton Podcast, found on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in every day as I cover the latest on politics, national security, and culture from a former CIA officer's perspective. The Buck Sexton Podcast. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show. On Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And the conversation continues here on the Mike Douglas Show at 209-551-3483. Again, we're we're mulling over the interesting fact that San Francisco and L.A. County have moved into the rarefied air of that uh, minimal yellow tier in the California tiered system. And uh, thinking maybe the, uh, the vaccination rates, which are higher than they here are here in, in Stanislaus County may be part of that uh, part of that equation. By the way, speaking of San Francisco, uh, they're announcing it now that uh, San Francisco is now allowing fully vaccinated people to go maskless outside. Well, that's pretty much what the CDC is saying, right? Although uh, if there's a large gathering, masks are still required. Again, that's pretty much in line with the CDC. The city's acting health officer, Dr. Susan Phillip, says people can go without a mask while exercising outdoors. Well, there's some common sense. She also says people don't need to pull the mask up when passing others outside because there's no risk of transmission if they have been vaccinated. Well, that's uh, that seems common sense as well. Again, we've been talking for a, a while about the fact that I just don't understand. If we've been vaccinated, why the masks are still necessary? Because vaccinations have, have been held up as... Uh, as the thing we need to do to get to the point where, you know, the virus may not be there, but if people have been vaccinated, uh, then we get to the point where we can uh, take off our masks, hopefully, and go outside. But it seems that our our uh, government officials in Sacramento, and especially up in uh, Washington, D.C., are pretty loath to let go of, of, uh, of the masks. I'm imagining that as as you're exercising outdoors, maybe you're taking a, I don't I don't jog. My you know God did not create my body for jogging. Um, walking cool, no problem there. You know when I <laughs> when I went through the uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Academy way way back thirty forty some odd years ago. I had to work to pass the physical training part of it. I mean, that the academics had no problem with, but man, I was in what they called the turtle club. You know what the turtle club is? That's those of us who are not built for running. And we were always at the tail end and you run a lot in law enforcement academies. 
if you're going to go into law enforcement and you're going to be going into academy anytime soon, start running. Run, 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 run. Run as fast as you can, as long as you can. Build your endurance and you'll be fine. Anyway, I, uh, I was always in the Turtle Club. There's old Douglas in the Turtle Club. You know, there were probably five or six of us in that, uh, in that pack there at the very end. But, and you know, and this is, this is part of the non-victim mentality. This is part of the overcoming mentality we need to have. We need to revive in the United States of America. I'm weary of everyone becoming a victim. And if you're not a victim... Somebody in government or in the cancel culture wanting to make you a victim. I did what I, I sacrificed. I ran and I went through the, uh, the, the pain of, of training and training and training to the point that I was able to pass in the time that was allotted in, 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 the, in the stopwatch time. I was able to pass the physical requirements for running. The rest of it I could do, but it it took a lot of work to do that and unfortunately in our culture today we are we are slipping in this attitude that if we're a victim of something we have a reason not to work hard not to sacrifice to attain what we want to attain i do a lot of memorial services and in, in funerals uh, as a community pastor a lot of them every year and I get great stories about people who came here a long time ago to the Central Valley and they didn't have much. One lady said that she would go down to the local glass factory and the, the chemicals, uh, the soap that they used to make the uh, glass and such, she would gather up. She would gather up the residue, the throwaway stuff that they used for uh, making glass, and she would take that home on a regular basis, and she would make soap out of that and sell that soap to help support herself and help support her family. We, we've lost that kind of initiative. Not, not totally, but in, in many ways. And, uh, it, it, you know, I was brought up to, to, to go beyond, above and beyond. If, if you're given an assignment, do the assignment above and beyond. Just don't meet the minimal requirements of it. Go above and beyond. I, even in band camp in the summers, our band director always said, here we are in the band camp. Look around. You leave this band camp, band camp cleaner than you found it. Even my grandfather, <clears throat> you know, I would get 10 cents to sweep the sidewalks outside his pharmacy way back when in Pasadena. And I'd go above and beyond and sweep the sidewalks of other people as well, not to get the money, but because it was the right thing to do. I'm hoping and praying we can get the above and beyond mentality back in the United States of America. Coming up at uh, four o'clock, Trevor Carey is going to talk about ism, socialism, capitalism, and I will join you tomorrow right here on Power Talk 1360 on the Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360, KFIV.